Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. If you are new to our channel, please consider subscribing to it and hit the bell icon so that you never miss an update. I am your host Ashutosh Garg and today I'm privileged to welcome a very very senior professional from Los Angeles or from California, Mark Sedovnik. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. By the way, we we call ourselves we don't call ourselves senior or seasoned anymore. We decided to call ourselves vintage. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I'm I'm probably the same vintage as you as you are probably older. So, <laughs> So Mark is the is the partner and the chief human element officer of the Fifth Element Group. He has been recognized amongst the top 150 headhunters in the world by Business Week. He sits on several world boards, including the World Trade Center, Los Angeles, Athena International, Million Peacemakers, and many more. So Mark, let's talk a little bit about the Fifth Element Group. Tell me about the scope of work you handle. Yeah, it's super interesting. About three years ago, me and um, six other vintage partners mm-hmm. came together, all different backgrounds. Um, Minds Global Leadership Development, Deloitte, and 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 uh, Executive Search came together to start a, a global impact consultancy, and it's all based on that leaders. We trademarked the term leaders who care, mm-hmm. and it's all based on leaders who do care can both make money and do good at the same time. Mm-hmm. And what we decided was there was two parts that were really important. Number one was being like an advisory board to our clients. We can help them strategize, you know, stand beside them along their journey, but we can help them strategize not just philanthropic money, but where their marketing and investment dollars can be aligned with impact for good ROI. Otherwise, it's a donation for good ROI and have many benefits like the employee participation, etc. But what it What it also does then it ties in with our whole practice called the human element, mm-hmm. and the human element is where it, we're we're able to represent our clients truly as leaders who care, mm-hmm. because we know what they've done and what they do or what we help them do, and as you probably know, especially now it's finally got to the point where really good candidates want to work where they can make money and can make a difference. There's no need to sacrifice money to be good, or there's no need to sacrifice making a difference to make money. Mm-hmm. So if we can represent our clients as leaders who care, that's where we develop the niche that the, the best candidates or what we call the right fit culture ad candidates mm-hmm. can um, be aligned with those companies, with those clients. Very interesting. And what does the fifth element mean as a, as a term? Well, it's not the movie, which mm-hmm. everybody thinks first, that there is a movie. Yeah. So that creates good conversation, if nothing else. Absolutely. But, um, When we launched in um, three years ago at the UN, we also launched the Decade of Women initiative, which was about empowering women, SDG 5, mm-hmm. which, by the way, we've since donated to the UN because we do a lot of work in diversity, equity, inclusion. Mm-hmm. But it also stands for the Fifth Industrial Revolution, which has basically been declared that that's humanity. The fourth is about AI and technology and whatnot, but the fifth is really about humanity. And tech is a, is a resource for humans, basically, Okay. to do good things and, and, and to be, make economic and social impact. So that's the two places really where the fifth element comes from. That's amazing. So, you know, you have built Fifth Element, you and your partners, into one of the leading search firms in the world. Tell me, you know, since you just started a few years ago, what have been some of your challenges? Challenges? <laughs> um, What's that? Well, I'll tell you, initially, initially um, 
you know, we've been, we've been, we've been, and I've been over decades mm -hmm. trying to get to this point, which is where the leaders who care came from, where, you know, you don't have to separate the caring from money, et cetera. Mm. So what, one of the challenges initially was we're a super unique firm in that I don't know of any other that has these components together in the same firm. Mm -hmm. And I, I really look at it, you know, the expression, the knee bones connected to the shin bone. It's really, they're both connected by being aligning with impact. Mm -hmm. You're able to get the best people and by attracting the best people, then that is also good for your brand, which mm -hmm. allows the impact. And um, so the challenges were initially, are you a search firm? Mm -hmm. Are you a marketing company? What do you do? How do you make money? You know, all this type of stuff. So you have to get by that. And you're definitely aware of this, where mm -hmm. if there's something new and something different. People don't know what to do with it at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So we had to make sure that, um, you know, we educated in a positive way, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, this is what's important right now. You can have those two together. And there's a reason the seven us partners came together because we're all extremely different backgrounds, right. but shared values in, in what has happened in the world right now. So that was probably the biggest challenge is what are you okay. type of thing? Okay. And where did the fifth element name come from? Very interesting. Very interesting. So, you know, when I was uh, in, in, in the so-called uh, scope of the search firms, they used to be called headhunters. And I'm talking of the early 90s. Uh, when did the headhunters of the 90s become the search firms of the new millennium? I actually like the term headhunters, to tell you the truth. It's kind of cool. But most people don't now. I know, but I do. I liked it. I liked it better than recruiter. I just thought it had a little you know, coolness. But, but it's, a, it's a good question. And I think where the good um, headhunters evolved into... Um, and what I certainly was always trying to evolve into is um, we're not just we're not we're not just hunting down a unit or, or, or somebody to put somewhere or somebody to, you know, if you're hunting somebody and you're like capturing them. That's not that's not what we're doing. I understand the term headhunter and I never took offense to it. But a search firm really is one that, um, at least for our clients, they want us to be able to identify and attract not just the best available person but the best person and not just the best person. Cause what does that mean? You try to hire the best athlete. It's, it means in our aspect, it's also not just the right fit because the right fit these days can mean you have to be just like the people in that company. It has to be a right fit culture ad. So to your point of your question, there is a full search aspect where you're, you're, you're digging and digging and digging and speaking to a lot of people to get in, in a warm introduction to, people that are not desperate for a job, but they really would love to hear about a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. And and that's where I think it goes to where it's more than just, you know, you're talking about human beings. And at the end of the day, people join people. And so when you're searching for somebody, there's a lot more than just you hunted it down and you put them somewhere or you mm -hmm. cook them, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, you're also, when you're bringing that person to, a, to a, uh, an opportunity, in a way, you're also bringing their family. It's like getting married. You know, you marry the girl, but you marry the family. It's the same thing. You know, the spouse, the partner has to be supportive. It's a whole, it's a whole process, which is super interesting because you are dealing, no pun intended, but with the human element, effectively. And the more you care about them for our clients' purposes, first of all, we represent them from point A to Z because it impacts their brand, how we recruit. 
But from our client purposes, you don't want to go through a whole search process and then the person says, not interested, or my spouse said we didn't want to. Mm. You've got to develop a trusted relationship with each of those people along the way. Mm. So again, they realize even though the, the companies pay us our fee, the candidates are also clients, not to mention, I don't mean to over, you know, belabor this point, they're also people with families, with mm. lives. So you take care of them. It helps definitely increase the chance of an acceptance at the end of the process, um, not taking a counter offer because it's trusted. So you, you're searching for all these aspects, if you will, and not just putting, not just, you know, capturing the, the prey and sticking them somewhere. Very interesting. So my next question to you, Mark, is uh, uh, probably on behalf of the thousands of young people who will be listening to your conversation. Um, at what stage do I, as a middle management individual in my 30s, start to get relevant for a search firm? It's a great question because just the other day I was coaching a 28-year-old mm -hmm. about board positions. Mm -hmm. And it used to be, at least I remember, that you know you get to be 50, that you start thinking about a board position. And, and you know what happened a lot? Um, Really good people who worked really hard at, hard at their companies were so busy with their companies, the relationships they thought they had, they didn't have. Mm. You know, the emails or didn't have even emails at a certain point, you know, all of a sudden went way down because, and, and there's that thing, it was only because of the job I was in that these people were talking to me. Mm. So going to the younger person, um, it's important right at the beginning, and we coach people to start writing down minor to major accomplishments mm. that they're having. And, and many minor can come together to one major because it shows a trend. And so a good search consultant, number one, if they're smart, even business-wise, we would like to develop a relationship early that lasts a long time. Very often, super often, we become friends, you know, more than just a business thing and you share knowledge and whatnot. But it's important to have the relationship so that you know that the search firm is looking out for you if there is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And if you do need an opportunity for whatever reason, maybe there's a merger or a sale, whatever, and you need another job, you can go to somebody you already trust mm -hmm. who knows you and can represent you well. You're not only representing the client, mm -hmm. we represent the candidate and how they're presented and coaching them how they're presented, which is for the client's benefit too, because if they're presented well, it makes for the whole interview process a lot better. So early on, get the trusted relationship, um, you know, you'd be surprised how many opportunities come up, maybe even business deals, business or, you know, referrals, things like that. But equally as important, um, the one thing they don't think of enough is about a board position. And, and these days you don't have to be 50 to get a board position. You may have the experiences in hand at 32 to be a great board member too. Absolutely. So it's really important to have that relationship. And you know what? It's really is a lot of fun to be honest with you because you, sh you do share knowledge, you share experiences, you share mm -hmm. things like that, and, uh, and it's beneficial to everybody, or what we call an omni-win. Mm. So what you're really telling me is that it's important to start building relationships with search firms early on in life. Yeah, and you find the people that are, the chemistry works for you. You know, you trust them in and, and both ways. So it doesn't become, the last thing you want to think, these things to become is transactions. You want mm -hmm. them to be relationships, it's not rocket science. Absolutely. And you know what? Things flow so much easier mm. when you're in a relationship. And so if you're, if I'm talking to you for five, six, seven years and the opportunity comes up, then I call you back and I say, mm. actually, Tush, I got the position. I know you're not looking, but this is mm. awesome. Mm. 
Number one, you trust me. I'm not just trying to put you in a job. Correct. And we talk about it. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push you into it. And when I represent you as a client, I know this person. Mm-hmm. I know Ashley says I can talk to you, Mr. Client, about him or her. Makes a big difference. Very well said. So you know, uh, for someone who is providing this absolutely incredible bridge between uh, individuals and the and, and the corporate sector, what are some of the core values you believe in at Fifth Element? Great question. That's why we came together <laughs> in the first in the first place. And I had that discussion today with a, a very vintage mm-hmm. individual mm-hmm. Um, um, about why did you guys come together? Right. In, in a way, I mean, you got marketing, you got family offices, you got all. Why did you come together? Mm. The core values are, and the first one is the trademark that we made: leaders who care. Mm-hmm. Core values are: we want to have relationships. We want to make money. We want our clients and the candidates to make money. But there is a world out there and communities out there. Mm-hmm. And so the, the core values really are, how do we make an impact mm-hmm. um, in one way or another, whether it's aligned with the sustainable development goals, or maybe it's just being kind mm-hmm. to somebody. Um, you know, that, that's really the, 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 whole, the whole core. And, uh, you know, there's another expression we use a lot is, um, clear is kind. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever heard that. And the clearer you are with people, mm-hmm. again, it doesn't sound like rocket science, right? But the mm-hmm. clearer you are with people, the mm-hmm. kinder you really are. Or if you look at the reverse, being ambiguous is not being kind to somebody in mm-hmm. any aspect, at a right. job or whatnot. So the core we really have is, you know, we try to be leaders who care. We try to work with leaders who care and put them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, make an impact on the leaders of, the, of our client, the leaders we're working with as candidates, their families, their community. You know, this stuff, this stuff goes down. Mm-hmm. We talk about this a lot also. Um, how we work with people and put them in the right opportunities where they're happy. They go home, they have dinner with their family. Instead of, man, the job sucked today. I didn't like what my boss does. I wanted to do this community project. No one cares. We just want to make money. Mm-hmm. Versus, hey, dear, hey, kids, you, you, you know, my, my boss told me I did a great job on this project I did today. It was such a cool thing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Next week, we're doing this leadership development thing, and we're helping the community for this. And it's even international. This is really cool. Guess what? The kids, you want to talk about sustainability? The kids are hearing this and saying, wow, I can work for a company and make a difference. Mm-hmm. Or I can be an entrepreneur and make a difference. Or, you know, you know, it's just, it's, I always say it's not rocket science. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I had a, a Deloitte partner years ago told me brilliance is simple. Mm-hmm. Very well. And he was right. <laughs> it's just simple. Very interesting. Very interesting. So Mark, you know, you also mentioned that you are doing a, a lot of work with the United Nations on gender diversity. Um, I want to understand from you, uh, and, and then in the, the U.S. has traditionally been way ahead in terms of uh, talking about diversity and actually implementing a lot of it. But uh, based on your own experience, how far are we really to build a proper balance or a diversity? And what can be done? Well, we're, we're less close because of the pandemic right now, that's for sure. Um, Mother Nature, who's a female, I don't know what she was thinking, <laughs> but she was really pissed off. Yes. And um, so, so where are we? We're ahead.
in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but we're behind in a lot of ways. Um, you know, some of the the important things that have to happen, for example, some of the big companies we work with, we, we engage with them and talk to them about the programs like See Her, mm-hmm. where you see people, whether it's women or um, are women of color or, you know, um, you know, gay person in this, whatever roles, mm-hmm. the more we can put people in roles where boys and girls can mm-hmm. see them in those roles, the, the better it is. And it has to keep happening and happening and happening. And, you know, there's, there's a conversation about, it's always been about, there's not enough women to fill the jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, we couldn't find anybody, mm-hmm. or there's not enough women of color or, or whatever. And, um, if you really look for them, you can find them. But the conversation I, I've seen this week on some, some interview shows was, um, you know, um, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to lower the bar so we can, so we can hire someone else. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely disgraceful mm-hmm. because it's like saying that they're only as good as, you know, the lower bar. Whether you're a woman or you're a man of woman, a man of color, you have to lower the bar to to be able to hire them. That's ridiculous. Mm. Um, It's like somebody who's not happy and instead of striving for more, decides I'm going to make someone else's life miserable because I can't go ahead. So I'm going to make it, you know, misery loves company type of deal. So specifically to the gender part, number one, every single search we do is a full intent for diversity to present people. We talk to our candidates a lot about this and we'll find all the time, nobody wants to be hired because they're a woman or because they're African-American or whatever. They want to be hired for, you know, for being good. And um, so you always want to hire the best athlete, but a company and whoever's making the decision has to be totally aware Mm -hmm. to be, to not um, be biased, not be stereotyping, you know, who they think is good, bad, or otherwise. And that happens in companies all the time where they make decisions just even on how somebody looks mm. rather than, you know, what... And we like to concentrate on not years of experience with them, but what experiences have they had? Mm. And I can give you a, a quick example. There was a young girl, this up in Canada. There was a young... Um, well, it was here, but related to Canada. There was a young girl who said she had no, no real experience. Mm. Not a young girl, a woman in her 20s. And she had no... Um, real experience. This, that's what she told me. And I'm reading her resume and I get down to the bottom and it says she ran a Santa Claus parade Okay. in her town. Now, the only reason it caught my attention that I was the first Jewish guy in Canada to run a Santa Claus parade mm-hmm. when I was younger. <laughs> so I saw it, but the main purpose was, so I said to her, um, so I see you ran a Santa Claus parade. That must've been pretty interesting what did you do he said you wouldn't believe it i had to get permits from the city Mm -hmm. i had to get locations i had to deal with all the companies who had floats and this and that and whatever and they had to argue what what was the order they were going to go in Mm -hmm. and whose was better and what happens if it rains what am i going to do and then i had to get the budget and get sponsorship from people and i said yeah you don't really have a lot of experience do you um and she looked at me and said damn i got i do have experience Mm -hmm. so we coach people on um sharing their experiences, sharing their story. You would absolutely understand this part. Share mm-hmm. their story because that is what's important. It goes back to what we said before about potential board positions. Mm-hmm. Start marking down your accomplishments, even if they're minor, minor, and share those. And that's where um, what's going to happen now is there's a lot of women that left their jobs and had to handle stuff at home. Mm-hmm. Well, they've got experience running a whole household. Mm-hmm. 
and, and, and doing remote education for their kids mm-hmm. and, 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 and that we probably couldn't even handle as guys. So, so without going too long on this answer, um, you've got to be committed to really uncovering who that person is and how do they fit, you know, and add to the culture of a company and then making sure our client, and this is one question women ask me all the time, mm-hmm. just to complete this, they say, I understand the job, but are they going to allow me to work on big projects, be ambitious in that project, get recognized for what I'm doing and really contribute? Mm-hmm. Because it happens too often where they might hire somebody, but still not give them the opportunity within. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of things that have to come together, um, by the way, including job descriptions, which are written for men mm-hmm. and, and are being changed now to be, you know, you can't say killer aggressive sales attitude. Mm-hmm. A woman doesn't like killer aggressive sales attitude. <laughs> well said. So, Mark, now let's move to the last segment of our conversation. Some questions for you personally. Uh, for, for, for an individual who has achieved so much and yet has started another new organization, giving back a lot, uh, from where you stand today, what does success mean to Mark? Well, success means to me... Success means to me for, for uh, myself and my sons um, to just be happy mm-hmm. that, you know, we've done our best. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like my grandfather, my, gra- my grandfather, I used to go on walks in the park with my grandfather, who was from mm-hmm. Kiev, but in Montreal, went for walks when I was a little kid. And he used to smile at everybody and they would talk back. And I said, we call them Zeta. And I said, mm-hmm. Zeta, how do you know all these people? Mm-hmm. He said, I don't know most of them. But when I smile at them, they smile back and they even talk to me. Amazing. Amazing. So that's success to me, basically. And, and my sense of being happy. And, and the other part, obviously, is, and, and that's, this is the climax where I'm at right now, is, is really making an impact in the world, um, even if it's one person at a time or, or even global like we do, is uh, making an impact. And well, you know what? The money comes. Yep. Nah. I agree with you. And a follow-up question to that is, uh, who or what inspires you to keep doing so many new things? Can't sit still. <laughs> um, well, first of all, um, who inspires me? I told you one was my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what inspires me is every generation, the young people somewhat rebel and they want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's no different. Every generation wants to make a difference. This younger generation is different. They, there's, there's, there's maybe more of an urgency because of climate. There's maybe more of an urgency because of so many things going on. But more than any generation I've seen, including ours, they, they don't just say I want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. At interviews, they will ask questions like, you say you care about diversity. You say you care about the well-being of your people. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Well, we have a diversity program. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that really mean? Like, what are you doing with that? You say you're taking care of the, the environment. What does that mean? Well, we have a recycling bin in the, in, in the hall. Really, that's what you're doing. So they really ask the questions, mm-hmm. which is great because it pushes us to, we, if we put those leaders who care in positions in the corporate world, in the family offices and whatnot, then the future looks super better. Fantastic. And Mark, my last question to you, and this is for... It have to be the last question. We're doing so good. This is fun. I know. This is great fun, but... I wish I could keep going. Um, this is for the thousands of young people who will be listening to you. 
what would you advise based on so much of your experience and placed so many people what would your advice be to a young individual who's starting off on her or his career in the corporate world be more interested in other people mm-hmm. is what i would say um you'll you'll know your passion it'll just come from the heart you'll know your passion if you're more interested in other people and what other people are doing it'll come around that they'll want to know about you mm-hmm. and 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 they'll know you authentically by by being that Mm-hmm. being kind to other people be interested in other people develop relationships authentic relationships mm-hmm. with other people and the sky is the sky is the limit and um talk about fulfilling and being happy we won't get better than that wow what a fantastic way to end a conversation be interested in other people mark thank you so much this been no, such an amazing my- conversation and i've learned so many new things about fifth element and about you thank you again My pleasure. Thanks so much for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You video cast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube. Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.